Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. Welcome. How you doing, man? You're looking good. I'm good. Been a crazy week, crazy month, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been just crazy. It's been, and and so wh- what I want to do is I just want to put a pin in this, as yeah. as I say sometimes. Yes, we're not going to talk about the Trump impeachment stuff. <laughs> no, I, actually, it's a great way to yeah entree. Go yeah. ahead, please. No, I yeah. just say we're not going to talk about it because a I haven't actually been paying attention to it. Right. And b I don't know what the hell it is, and right. it seems like there's a lot of gnashing of teeth and wandering around and crying and and i don't and i've got nothing to add i got nothing it is more of the same and again we're entering the uh we're we're, together we are passing the threshold to the door that leads to the room called documentation of existing conditions yeah yeah and the basic idea here is that we're we're not going to lie we're we are going to end up editorializing here and there at at the same (laughs) at the same time at the same yeah. time, we're going to reprise the commitment of the show today, right? right. It's my understanding. We you know, yeah. discussed this in our juicy conversations earlier. And, you know, it's really all about how can we, how can we see without needing to go buy glasses to do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we not seeing or what, what kind of essential questions can we ask ourselves, of ourselves mm-hmm. and others as to what the heck is really going on? You know? Yeah, that's... Bob, that's such a great question because one of the things, if people really want to see what's going on, mm-hmm. A, they may need to be willing to be able to see the things that they're not looking for. Right. Right. And look in the places they haven't been looking. And, and look in the places they haven't been looking. For that one saying, if if what you were looking for was where you were looking, you would have found it already. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and, and it's just, it, it's just that. It's like. If, if we're really, you know, going to open this up and, and we're going to get into what, it, it, really what I'd like to do today is really like review where we've gone because we've been doing this now for five months. Yeah. Kind of re- review the the journey and right. and get into a little bit about what's really the why for both of us. Because we both have, we're in this for different things. What drives us? Yeah. What, a, what is our, what is our context for operating? What, yeah. are, what are the, con- what, what yeah. what's our background context that we don't talk about all the time? Yeah. Uh, and, and what's the real intention for what we're doing here? Yes. You know? And I think that's kind of what we're going to do. And, and along the way, hopefully, we'll have some some chuckles and, uh, you know, Bill just laughs. So we're not going to be able to laugh at him. But And, you know, <laughs> one of these things, Mike, about, you know, I go back to, and we've mentioned this on the show before, mm-hmm. which is this whole idea of asking the fish, where's the water? And the yeah. fish says, what water? What, what water, yeah. Yeah. It, it, in other words, it, obviously, that is the level of... That's the that's the bubble we want to pierce. That's yeah. the that's the the edge we want to ride a little bit on yeah. a, on a constant basis. And what we can have our uh, listeners count on us for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of listeners, uh, you know today's you know we don't have a guest today, so it's just going to be me and Bob. So it's either going to be really really freaking awesome, or it's going to be <laughs> weird. No, it's not going to be weird. We, it's going to be cool. This is a cry for help. Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I really want to invite people to call in if they want. Yeah, so if exactly. you're listening, feel free, 877-711-5611. Again, it's 877-711-5611. Help us out here. No, there's no helping. There's <laughs> no, no, no begging. But no. If, if, 
if you ever wanted to call into a radio show and want to get engaged today, today's the day to do it. So yeah, right. Please exactly. feel free to do that. So, so yeah. One of the questions that comes up for me yeah. when we talk about the context, although I do want us to touch on, and I'm going to leave that to you for a moment mm-hmm. after I'm done with this little short thing, is this umbrella, the umbrella, which is the context, right? Mm-hmm. Which is there's a conflict going on in the background that we haven't talked about on the show yet. Okay. But the question that I feel that the show serves to help answer uh, from our listeners uh-huh. and what I feel is the unique value proposition <laughs> right. of the show yeah. is basically answering the question, mm-hmm. what am I doing that I do not know, that I do not know that I'm doing that keeps giving me what I say that I do not want? And that's mm-hmm. not just wordplay. Right. It's actually, as we discussed just at a, about an hour and a half ago, Mike, this whole idea of we create in language, yeah. right? Yeah. And and we're and and although we have, a, it would seem based mm-hmm. on our current milieu nationally, yeah. at least yeah. in this country, let's say, that we have a very loose relationship with language right now, and that's that's my take on it. But I want to. Well, I, I think the the loose re- relationship to language is sourced by a relatively loose relationship to reality. Okay, then. So, <laughs> what's reality here? Now? Well, what I mean by reality, reality, so, what I mean by reality is just dealing with what's subjectively real. Okay, so now, I'm just going to, sure. you know, pursue this a little bit. My view mm-hmm. of what is objectively real mm-hmm. is that which can be measured. That's it. That's exactly it. In space and time. Yeah, is that's that it. pretty that, accurate? That's it. You know, how, how high is a tree? Right. And it gets, starts getting weird when you say, what color is a tree? Yeah, right. Because then that gets to be perspective, right? Right. So really, objective reality is pretty, pretty locked in. Well, you know, can, we know what six feet is. We know what a pound weighs. We know what. You right. know. There's yeah. a stringency. There is a. If this is a word, a stringency to it on mm-hmm. the one hand, mm-hmm. right? But then on the other hand, you know, there's a fuzzy area, and I'm, I'm, I guess, I'm speaking for myself, I don't see us as necessarily digging that deep uh, today into this whole idea of objective reality so much as our relationship to objective reality or how we Well, there's objective reality, right? And then we want to get really clear that where all of us live, you and me and everybody listening and everybody not listening, where we live, where we exist is in subjective reality. So it's our perspective of the objective. And the subjective reality doesn't mean it's not real, yeah. It just means it's subjective to our viewpoint. Right. And so if you and I mm-hmm. are engaged in a conversation yeah. and I'm speaking from my subjective reality and you're speaking from your subjective reality, and guess what? Yeah. We're speaking from two different places. Chances of us actually understanding what the hell's going on are limited until we start asking, you know, what are we here for? What are we doing? And letting go of our position and get curious about, so the only way for me to understand what's going on with you yeah. is to get really curious about what's going on with you. Right. And hopefully avoiding this condition where you and I become two small little television screens connected to different channels facing right. each other. Exactly. Right. Well, I've heard well, that described before. In the well, past, and if so you I'm think about it, if you look what's going on Facebook, if you look right. at the relationship between the Democrats and Republicans, that's yeah. actually what's going on. There's right. no communication. There's no inquiry. Right. If you look at everything that goes on mm-hmm. is this black or white, up or down, in or out, red or blue, you know. Right. You know, this this either or kind of thing. Right. And I think where the show is attempting to operate in yeah. is the mess in between that. 
Okay. And, and that mess requires actual work and, you know, your phrase, critical thinking. It actually requires inquiry and looking into what's going on. Right. You know? Yes. Asking yeah. questions of ourselves and others. Yeah. Uh, the answer of which makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. That, that's really what, how it, it's not even, it's know. asking a question should make us uncomfortable. Right. Because we're asking a question we don't know. And to put another layer mm-hmm. on it yeah. is this whole, this whole thing that this phenomena, mm-hmm. I would argue is a phenomena that we're seeing right now, yeah. which is that political correctness oh. tends, tends to breed mm-hmm. self-censorship. Absolutely. And then that self-censorship becomes the, one of the many mechanisms, I would argue, there's yeah. several, that allow us to defer or to say, you know, I, I'm not going to ask that question. Right. I'm not going to bring that up or, at the meeting with Phil. Or not allow someone else to ask a question. Right. No offense to Phil. Or not a- a- allow someone else to say what they see as important. Right. I mean, there becomes all this self-censorship and all this... Mm-hmm managing down and controlling right that impacts creativity yeah you know in- impacts the ability to build relationship right and so you all it, it it actually forces us into fitting in yeah versus actually belonging right you know so let me throw out the c word which is the conflict word uh-huh. and stuff we talked about there's a conflict underway right mm-hmm. there's a conflict underway where it, with with humanity, mm-hmm. like human beings, mm-hmm. are subject to a conflict. Sure. What is the conflict? Well, I mean, depending on how you were raised, and yep. depending on what your overall belief is, what you're really talking about is the conflict between good and evil, black and white, darkness and light. Mm-hmm. The, the the you know. The angelic conflict. Right. It's I an mean, angelic con- In other words, there, it's a hyper-dimensional conflict yeah. that we're operating in, and we're not going to— Well, consider— We're not necessarily going to lie about or, or try well, and— Well, consider you know, it's, it's— Conceal all, that, that, yeah. we, that we see it that way. And consider it's what the real conflict is. It's the ability to develop ourselves and know ourselves yeah. versus fall into the trap of comfort and convenience. That's what the real conflict is. And, and so I just want to be responsible because people are going to hear that— and everyone's going to make some stuff up about it, right? Right. They're going to, oh my God, these guys are hardcore Christians or these guys are this or this guy's are that and are going off the deep end and it's conspiracy theory and it's all this other stuff. We what, happen to be Christians. Yeah, we are, absolutely, without yeah. denying it. And Christians right. get persecuted. So, you know, we kind of sign up for it, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's not about that. It, what, what it's about, it's about the human condition. And the inherent flaw yeah. that, human, that all humans have mm-hmm. that apparently... And this is again. I'm going to go off sure. a little bit. We think we're going to. We think we're going to defeat. We think we're going to burn that that guy down. We think we're going to defeat that flaw. We think we're going yeah. to. Yeah. I believe that a lot of humanity now believes, in some respect, that 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 fundamental flaw mm-hmm. can be overcome by them personally, and mm-hmm. not by. A commitment that they have, I guess I want to say. Yeah, I mean, and that commitment may be so one of are faith. You, are you talking mm-hmm. about like the positive mental attitude and this positive psychology stuff and all this other thing? Well, I think there's some of that in there since yeah. you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. But I also think that, like, say, you know, Elon Musk is mm-hmm. going to say, you know what, you can defeat that that fundamental evil streak you have as a as a tainted being by taking a little implant in your temple. Put this little thing over here, <laughs> well, yeah. and then we'll clean that up a little bit. Well, you bit. know, it's really interesting you, know, we'll, you say that. We'll fix you up. 
because, you know, from the very beginning of time, you know, there's always been a process or strategy to overcome the challenges that we have as humans, right? Right. And, and you know, that one of them is the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's having a legal system or ostensibly. Well, and, and what's know, great about our legal, legal system legal is, structure. is we actually know that people are flawed and they're going to do dumb stuff. Yeah. And then we deal with it after the fact. We don't have thought police yet. Well, we, we got some now, but go on. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But we, but part of that is one of the, one of the great gifts of, mm-hmm. of being human yeah. and the great gift of this country and this experiment we have as a country mm-hmm. The Constitutional Republic. I repeat, it's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Go on. Yeah. Thank you. But no, one of the great gifts of it is fundamentally it's about our freedom. Yeah. And it's about our ability to choose, knowing full well that people are going to choose poorly sometimes. Yeah. And the system is robust enough that we can withstand an error. And, and, and Ostensibly. One of, yeah. And one of the great things about being human is we're actually designed and robust enough yeah. that we can withstand human failure. We can withstand sickness. We can withstand, you know, tough times. We can with, we can withstand an unbelievable amount yeah, of stuff. Of stuff. Yeah. You know? And one of the challenges is for people because What's happened, and so you talk about the angelic conflict, yep. one of the, the challenges, one of the, the forces that we are continually pushing up against mm-hmm. is this narrative that success looks like comfort and convenience. Well, exactly. And, and uh, you know, it's almost like if you go back to the creation story, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you what? Well, by golly, you can uh, partake of the fruit of the tree, yeah. of good and evil. You can have knowledge. You don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to worry about dying. And, and or this anything. is, and you're going to have. And I think you and I have. To, well, we have definitely have discussed this before. Yeah. This whole idea is is that not somewhat of a comfort and convenience? Meaning you can have. Yeah. You know, we can put the little jack in the back of your neck, yeah. and you can learn kung fu, and you can learn how to speak uh, multiple languages yeah. without having to work for it exactly without the failure that's associated with growth yeah and, and and it's in this thing of comfort and convenience this idea that comfort and convenience equals success which is not true right has permeated into all aspects of our culture right. yeah and I gotta tell you something like, so, I'm retired but go on yeah so I gotta tell you something so you know I, I like cars right yeah and so um I, I'm wrestling with the new version of Corvette because it's a mid-engine thing. I'm yeah. like, oh god, a mid-engine Corvette. Well, why don't you just call it a Porsche and get it over with, right? right. And, and and so and I don't know how the Corvette guys that are hardcore Corvette guys that are always in the stuff with the Porsche guys. Right. What, what they say now, it's like their penis was removed. Right. I, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway. Speaking of conflicts, exactly. So I, I'm I'm watching. I, I'm reading through. I go to the website for the new Corvette. Right. Right. I mean, it's a tough looking car, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really pretty cool. Technologically advanced, all this stuff. Right. And they, they got three different versions of it. And mm-hmm. the, and the first version, the LT1 version, it, Corvette's always done this. It's like a hardcore race car, mm-hmm. you know, right. yeah. it's like 400 horsepower is right. rock and roll. Performance is the overriding feature. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of Spartan, okay. you know, yeah. it's like, there's this Spartan quality to yeah. it. Lean it's, seating. It's for the guys that go out on the tracks and race right. the thing and do right. this stuff. It's like yeah. pretty hardcore, right. you know, or they want to feel like they are. 
Well, yeah, they're weekend <laughs> warriors. There's no doubt. Right. I mean, you buy a sixty thousand dollar toy, right? Oh, yeah. So, the second version. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had three. Please, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. The second version. Okay. Is the comfort and convenience version. They don't use that term. They absolutely do Shut in the up. no seriously seriously. I almost called you when I saw it. it was it was Thursday night arena. It's like two o'clock in the morning. That's going, disturbing. I know. So you get the what's that? I should have trademarked comfort and yeah, that's Andy. Yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but so they're they're pushing comfort and and then the third version is super way comfort and convenience. It's it's like luxury. But they they say super no no they just say I, luxury like you yeah. go from comfort and convenience to, to the luxury, luxury version yeah yeah and well, fully appointment and all this stuff you know I mean uh, my but wife, they said comfort and convenience my I'm wife like, and I joke about this all the time yeah. because you know if you look at any new real estate development it's always mm-hmm. luxury yeah yeah luxury luxurious well you know and it's all like geared. you've never had it before it, but but here's here's the real subtle part of it. So this conditioning, you talk about social conditioning all the yep. time, right? Mm-hmm. So the social conditioning. Engineering. Yeah. Social engineering. So the social engineering is mm-hmm. that success equals comfort and convenience, and it, real success equals luxury, right? Yeah, right. And if you remember Rollerball, John Houseman, <laughs> people will sacrifice freedom for luxury. Right. In Rollerball, circa 1972. Yeah. And- and that's where we're at today. We live in rollerball. John Houseman, the John Houseman, yeah, <laughs> with that great voice, man, yeah, right? right? Yeah. But that's where we live today is in in rollerball, and and what happens is when we will sacrifice our freedom, right, for luxury, we will sacrifice point of view. We will right. sacrifice our language. We will sacrifice our morals. We will sacrifice our values. Right, right, right. To be comfortable. So if anybody wants to argue about our particular context for operating the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. or the conversation that we're having with the public at large, if they want to challenge that, we say, bring them on. Because yeah, we, we we think we have a terrific case for the fact, the reality, mm-hmm. that our obsession mm-hmm. with arrival, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the association, the, the stuff that we get sold being a consumer culture. Yeah. For why, by gosh, you've arrived. And here's why. Yeah. Here's your, what your life your, will look like. Your Lexus ES350. Right. Yeah. I've got this much money. Mm-hmm. I've got this many things over here. Yeah. I've still got my health. Still mm-hmm. got my health. Uh, you, you know, like you've arrived. And of course, you know, they sell this to us 24 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, and and go back to something I I remember saying to a crowd many years ago now. I said, you know, I've come to this realization, Mm -hmm. a couple of them, that the shoulds and shouldn'ts of life Mm -hmm. are killing me. Yeah. Things should be like this, but they shouldn't be like that. And so we, we, in many respects, our self-realization seems to be tied to a resistance, as you said right in the beginning of the show today, of looking where it's uncomfortable yeah. to look. Yeah, one of the one of the things I've really discovered in um, so you know I work as a coach, right? Yeah. So well, you know because you're one <laughs> yeah. of my clients, right? But but in working as a coach, like I here here's here's what it takes to be a good coach, right? Mm-hmm. I got to be about three steps ahead of you, right? That's it. 
That's it. Yeah. And I can even be like one being chased by a bear. Uh, no, well, <laughs> you just have to be faster than the guy. No, behind you, kind, no, kind just, of leading, leading through the wilderness, right? Kind of, right. yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. It's not being chased. It's not a fear-based thing. It's, it's like no. the discovery process, and then it's pointing to things. And then, right. oftentimes, what people don't understand mm-hmm. is the real benefit of being a coach. Like the real payoff of being a coach, yeah, are the breakthroughs that my clients get. Yeah, I get. Yeah, right, right. So when somebody gets, you get. Yeah. 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 And so this there's a, that, that's what the whole thing with the ICF, this co-creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my responsibility to kind of set the tempo mm-hmm. and be the bass player. Mm-hmm. But it's your responsibility to be the lead singer and the guitar player. Right. Right? And and it's leading from the side or leading from behind kind of thing. And and right. and and so one of the things as I've gone through this journey of coaching, like coaching who I am today as a coach is completely different who I was 8 years as a coach. I thought it, it, it it's, or even a year ago. Even a year ago. I it's 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 way less structured. It's way more courage based. It's it's way bolder as yeah. you've experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use the term robust. Yeah, robust. <laughs> um, there's yeah, and it's and yeah. it's and it's and as I as I shared with you, it's right. it's way more in the area of stand. Right. Right. And and so um, and it's sometimes really freaking messy. Yeah. By the way, we're, we're almost to the break. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we I got wanna, about 90 seconds. Okay. 60 seconds. I want to enter yeah. into the fear conversation yeah. and the self-realization conversation because I got some notes here. But but I do, I do want to introduce in the next segment and discuss yeah. this whole thing of fear because I think that one of the things in the coaching environment that yeah. you deal with, if you're, I, is, is getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah of just how much fear rules virtually everything, everything I know, that bro. we do. I know. That everything that we do. And that what, you know, like Anthony Robbins gets popular by saying, well, we're either motivated by desire or fear. It even doesn't even scratch the surface. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So, Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Greetings, this is Bob Pontarelli of Into the Gap, and we're really psyched to have the High PSI company sponsoring our show. High PSI was founded in 1976 and provides the industrial cleaning industry's finest pressure washers and cleaners. They also represent brands like Hotsey, Alcoda, and Aladdin, as well as single operator fleet wash systems. You can access their services and a very competent, dedicated staff through their website at highpsi.com, or just give them a call at 800-666-3900. This is Bob Pontarelli of Into the Gap, and there's a great store I recently discovered out in Melrose Park. It's called Suburban Sporting Goods. Whether it's for home protection, life safety, law enforcement, or just for sport, Suburban Sporting Goods has been serving the firearm community for over 72 years. They also maintain a state-of-the-art gunsmith shop, backed by a lifetime of experience. So the next time you're thinking about quality in firearms, think Suburban Sporting Goods. They're at 2306 West North Avenue in Melrose Park. Find them online at SuburbanSportingGoods.com. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, 
which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we power wash the dingleberries of negativity hiding out in all those deep blue ripples that too often slow us down and keep us down. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay, back to the show now. Here's Mike. Where did we leave off? We left off with fear. Yeah. Well, well actually, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read something from... There's a guy by the name of Eldon Taylor, yeah. and he wrote a book called What If the Challenge of Self-Realization, and... I recently had an interaction with a business associate this week who, who he said, you know, man, he said the what ifs in life, they could also kill you. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and it relates to me strongly to this whole idea of fear. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I wrote down for the show today. It's like, you know, we, we ought only to ask ourselves, you know, what if, if we're prepared to exercise the courage that comes along with it. Yeah. You know, don't say what if. Unless you're prepared, because if you say what if with the idea, well, what if that happens? Oh, forget it. I'll yeah. just do something else. Yeah. Yeah. I won't ask her out. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> Make know. a request. Yeah, man. You it, know, ask the question. I'll, I'll, I'll pull back. Yeah. Because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Well, afterwards. and and if you think about what real fear is about, it's I'm uncomfortable with what's yeah, going to right, happen. Yeah. Right? right. And I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be uncomfortable. Or, or yeah, I shouldn't, I be, shouldn't un- be uncomfortable. As opposed to being uncomfortable is actually access to breakthroughs, right? Right. Of of whatever, what, yeah. Anything. So I love I love when I'm I'm. It, it always happens in the beginning of any coaching relationship when I get a new client. You know, yeah. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. Right. Hell yeah, you're not. Right. Exactly. It's intended for you not to be comfortable. Right. You knucklehead. Right. The whole idea of this thing is for you not to be comfortable. Correct. You know, it's not going to be comfortable here. Mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable to be with. Right. I can, I mean, you've experienced, I can, thus the phrase, the rasp, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's really uncomfortable to be confronted with your own BS. Right. You know? Or, and you know, I want to clarify because people may have just heard you say, oh, so your own BS, huh? Well, you know what? Number one, we all have it. Yeah. I mean, I think if you back anybody that you know up into a corner, even if they're the toughest, uh, not the crack that you can imagine. He, well, somebody said once. He said uh, I was at a I was at a lecture once, and this yeah. guy said, um, "He said bring me the biggest, baddest, uh, you know, dude you could find. Mm-hmm. He's you know trophy wife. Yeah. He's got all this assets. Mm-hmm. He takes all these trips and everything else. And mm-hmm. he you know he's Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah. He goes, I'll take this guy backstage, and in five minutes I'll have him crying like a baby. Yeah, right. And that's that's the, that is the, that's the challenge of self-realization. Well, it's being able to deal in that environment, both from the coach's side, but also yeah. from the coachee's side. You know, the thing that I've discovered, and it's it's what I've discovered now, so it's the truth for the moment. Right. Um. Is this thing that I said the BS? Right. What I mean by that is is people's yeah. own inherent inauthenticity. Right. right. That that's the yeah. BS I'm talking. Yeah, and the enough and the well, okay. Now we're going to go into like another. This because that's pretty deep, not deep, but well, it, it's a big, it's a big subject. This well, whole idea of, in, of, of being inauthentic. Well, here's here's why there's so much inauthenticity out there. Yeah, one cannot be authentic. Yeah, unless one is engaged in a powerful relationship with themselves. Right. 
that really doesn't understand that, you know, someone has to fully understand what makes them awesome. Right. What makes them ordinary. Yeah. What their fears are, what their darkness is. Yeah. And actually be engaged with all of it and have a pretty, like, and we're never, you know, there's never an arrival. There's never a thing where you understand it all. But you've got a pretty profound relationship with yourself such that you can then go forward and express yourself from that position. Well, right. And I want to use the example of what what came up earlier this week for you, which is... uh, you know, you you were asked what you thought about somebody. I don't don't go there. I oh yeah, say, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and 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 I want to address that without going there. Sure. It's just like this, Mike. If I refer to myself, oh, I'm 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 an American. Oh, 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 oh I I'm an Italian American. Oh, oh, I went to the University of Michigan. Let right. me repeat. I went to the University of Michigan. How come uh, whenever you meet someone who went to the University of Michigan, when you meet them within 90 seconds, you know they went to the University of Michigan? <laughs> right. Right. But in other words, where people are constantly referring back yeah. to some basis. Yeah. And I, I don't mean this personally against anybody at all. Right. No one, especially people from University of Michigan. I just use it as an example. Well, because it's so prevalent. Well, kinda, it's, it's kind of funny. But but it seems to me. Or Notre Dame. That when we say, oh, or you know. Or the what? Ohio State University. Or better yet, yeah. I'm a heterosexual male. Right. I'm a man, I'm a heterosexual male, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm that. And then we use these things. Yeah. And from what I'm understanding, Mike, and I never thought I would even go here, Mm -hmm. but this is all occurring to me in real time here, this is essentially this. Those are all inauthentic. Those are all inauthentic. Well. Because it's, it's deferring to this, like, I'm, you know, I'm a white man, I'm a black man, I'm an Asian person, I'm, I, my sex is this. They're labels. They're, they're labels that we then yeah. use. Are those? Do those end up becoming inauthenticities well, that they, we deal with? They can be. Because they separate us in some way? Well, yeah, they can be because they're a label, so it becomes easy. It means something. Right. Versus, but it's also, you know, if, if someone, let's say someone's gay, right? Well, yeah. I'm a gay man. Right. right, and then you're constantly telling you they're yeah. gay, even though you already know they're gay. As opposed to authentically being who you are. Right. And if it comes out, so what? Right. It just the, so happens that's who you are. That's where acceptance comes. You know? Right. I, I, I remember. But yeah. if I may add, the inauthenticity comes from, I am this. Leading with the label. Yes. Yes, and, leading and with the I am the this, banner. and therefore I should receive that. Or, yeah. or I beg for deference. Yeah. I beg to have you. Or I def- demand. Or I demand. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I demand this because this is who I am over here. Yeah. And because I'm a part of this, uh, you know, I was the victim, God forbid, you know, like, I, like it's just like you and I covered many, sure. many, many sure. hours of conversations about this, but it's good that we can have this again and reprise yeah. this, which is the whole idea of, God forbid, you were a victim of a violent attack at sure. some point in your life. And now that violent attack that you received, literally, physically, mm-hmm. and all that, then becomes how you live. Like, yeah. I'm, I, well, say, say have, something about that. So, please, thank you. So, one of the things I'm seeing yeah. is these people, these people, people lead right. as a form of protection yeah. with these labels and these identifiers, right. the identity of yeah. this thing, right? Right. And they lead with that. And what that does, it creates a shield so you don't actually get to know them. You're no longer operating with them, the person. You're operating with this label or this shield or this identity that has some meaning to it. And now we've got to go through all this 
translation. Well, exactly. Like a gender pronoun, for example. Exactly. Like having to operate from a gender pronoun or yeah. saying, you know, is it becomes a it becomes something that keeps I would argue that it keeps us separate. It, it doesn't bring does. us together. But th- think it about separate, it further separates us. Think about in your journey when you meet someone, right? Part of the the real beauty mm-hmm. of the creation of a relationship. Yeah is the unfolding and the understanding mm-hmm. of the journey that person took to get there. Yes. Right? Okay. And how their identity was constructed. Right. How their point of view was constructed. Right. Like the thing with, you know, like with you, the whole way you got to be where you were at. Yeah. And then part of it was you would have a judgment about it. And part of the whole coaching was, Bob, look at the gift of this. Right. What's a lesson learned? What's right. this? Yeah. Right. You As had opposed- this and this happened. Yeah. And, you know. It's get, getting beyond yeah. the meaning that we put or the, the meaning that we give, yeah. right, to whether it's an event, whether it's a, a judgment that you have of yourself, sure. right? But uh, how does that, how is that inauthentic? I mean, I, I think it is inauthentic. Well, it's inauthentic because it doesn't get down to who you really are. It's some label on the outside. It's some right. protective thing. So mm-hmm. it's not really you. And right. that, that unfortunately, so what has to happen is people have to really do the work yeah. to get in relationship with themselves and realize those labels don't matter. Right. It's just, that's just steps on the journey. Right. You know, yeah. it's not to discredit someone for whatever they've done. It's just the opposite of that. Right. It's to, it's to bring it fully in. So then we, mm-hmm. you and I connect. I mean, some of the greatest relationships I've ever developed in mm-hmm. were people who had a completely different pathway than me. You know, and I learned so much from them. Right. And, and where on the, the outside, it would look like, you know, we wouldn't have been connected, that we wouldn't have talked to one another. We wouldn't have been friends. We wouldn't have been associates, right? Mm-hmm. If we would have operated from labels. Right, right. But because we got to know each other as human beings, it, yeah. it, it creates this incredible partnership. Yep. And that's really what's needed today. One of the problems, you know, we were talking about earlier today, you know, mm-hmm. th- this whole thing. This whole thing either, you know, with men and women, the whole gender thing, right? Yeah. And we've kind of gone to this more female-centric kind of perspective now. And mm-hmm. and I just had the experience where I was talked over by a bunch of women. And I said, you know, you guys know, you know, you talked over me. And the, the woman said, well, now you know how it feels. And I said, right. I got it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. As and if it's a justification it, for her doing it. Well, and, that's, part. and that's what I it's said. Like, Hello. I said, so... Okay, we were knuckleheads. We didn't know we were doing it, but you right. guys know you're doing it, so it's okay if you. Right. And I just now, said, I just said, listen, if I got to sit in a penalty box, let me know. I will. You know, let 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 let, let me throw two things. Number one, eight seven 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 one one fifty six eleven. We kind of want it. Not we kind of want. We would like to. We invite you to call in and and enjoy the conversation with us. Yeah. Second thing is. Is that let let's let's go for a moment and talk about how we allow ourselves this false conflict. Like in other words, supposedly there's this patriarchy as if, <laughs> as if the typical American man, mm-hmm. similarly to many middle Eastern countries mm-hmm. will beat his wife in the street right. and have other men clapping. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Okay. And at the same time, we've got women in our society right now that actually their, their actions may result in that actually happening to well, them yeah. in reality. Yeah. If they don't who's, like wake who, up to who, how who, this is, who was a woman who was running for president for the Republican Party that ran that software or that technology company? 
Oh, Carly yeah. Fiorina. Yeah, she was like, she was like a, uh, like a little Hitler. You know, I didn't know she was a horrible about... leader. She was oh, right. no like slash and cut and kill yeah. people and you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there was like no different. She was just as bad as Jack Welsh. Well, from what I know? understand, she got she was actually hired after she had made some blunders. By the way, Carly Fiorina's got an interesting little history prior, just prior to her being involved yeah. at HP. Okay, that I uh, that I. I looked up. I want to also let our listeners know, try the Epoch Times, because the Epoch Times was recently attacked by uh, MSNBC. And if MSNBC is <laughs> attacking anybody, you should listen to what they say. Yeah. But anyway. So anyway, I know we're kind of off the reservation, but this is fun. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Man. So this is the last segment, the home stretch. You had something you wanted to get into. Yeah. I want to talk about how deep the rabbit hole of comfort, conven- comfort and convenience goes. Here's a couple of highlights I just popped in my brain now. Yeah. One, where's your cell phone? Yeah. Where's your cell? Where's your cell phone? Yep. What happened? Yeah. Or you actually have to get up off your chair to change the channel on your on your TV. Or how about another one that's completely unheard of? Right. Like, I know people this summer when it was hot, Yeah. their air conditioning went out. Right. They had to leave their home. How about when you were on the flight and the Wi-Fi went out? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you, you talked about that in the past show, but talk yeah. about that a second. Like, it was like a... A circus, yeah, right. <laughs> Turn into like a, I thought it was going to be a revolution. A di- <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was going to be like Flight ninety three, right? And they were going to oh take over the pilot, and then we were going to look for a cell phone tower or something so right. we can get our Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah. And we so we so we had these yeah. incidents that we go, oh yeah, we have coffee, we're talking. Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. You know what? Oh my cell phone. But we really don't talk well, about is how deep that goes. Well, you know, here is the other and thing: how much though. we're. It, it, we're being socially engineered through that entire well, part of our being. And there's another part of this, Bob, it, where we become dependent upon it. So um, one of my pet yeah. peeves is the inability for people to find places, right? Like they'll, if their GPS goes out on their car yeah. or their GPS on their phone goes out, yeah. it's it's actually caused to, to cancel the meeting. Oh, I can't get there because I don't know where I'm going. Like the ability to navigate north and south, figure things out, doesn't happen. The ability to go on a plane and actually be prepared either with a book or something else to have that time be useful. Like if the Wi-Fi goes out, what am I going to do? Oh, I no, I'll have four drinks. Well, you know, right. But here's the other thing. The other thing is this goes really. This goes to the heart yeah. of uh, this triad that I that I talk about a lot, and that is uh, self reliance, yeah. self sufficiency. And resiliency in yeah. the face of the overwhelming amount of both information yeah. and events and uh, a lot of the things. I mean, because look, l- let's let's be clear. We're, we're having like I was just reading this week about the like I don't know how many billion birds have gone out of existence. Uh, insect life mm-hmm. is is greatly down. Yeah, I mean. We're facing an ecological disaster of sorts, and then we're, of course, we're blaming ourselves for it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I mean, in other words, all this stuff is happening, right? We know there's massive amounts of pollution in the air. We know that there's, you know, a lot of stuff is not working, and it's right. a very bad right. on our environment. And then, yet at the same time, we tend to blame ourselves for and this order stuff, stuff on, on Amazon from China. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. But we blame ourselves for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that 
inside of that blaming ourselves yeah. is is that is is it is to get letting ourselves off the hook. Well, of course it is. Right. Because shame is the greatest backdoor known to man. Right. One of the things that I'm that I've really been seeing the challenge with listen, I'm I love comfort, I love convenience, I love luxury, I love all this stuff, right? But the problem with co- the, the context, we're talking about the context of culture and convenience, mm-hmm. is it is put in place and the cost is personal responsibility. Like it gets right. us off the hook of being responsible. So we get we get the the heroin addiction of comfort and convenience to mm-hmm. the point where the idea that we actually have to be responsible and know how to get from here to Naperville mm-hmm. is like. I've got yeah, to... but with all due respect, and to be honest, if I had to go to Naperville right now, yeah. I would have to double check. I mean, I happen to know the area well enough. Mm-hmm. I know I got to get on 88, yeah. and I'll eventually get there. But the thing is, Mike, is that is that there are entire street atlases that mm-hmm. are no longer readily available. In fact, one could argue that if you wanted a street atlas and you weren't close by a major truck stop, yeah. you wouldn't be able to get one. Well, if You're, you if you join... You might find one at Walgreens. If you join the Harley Owners Group, every year you get one. <laughs> you do. Yeah, and, cool. And, and they have all the, the major cities and they've got all the states and they got all the roads on it. And, it, it's, and, it's, and it's this understanding. See, there's a thing when you... See, this is the thing that I love. Like when you like understand how a map works, mm-hmm. you act, it's an experience. So you actually have the experience of like creating the vision of how to get from point A to point B as opposed to hearing the woman with the British accent tell you, turn left at the next street. Yeah, right. Right? Absolutely. And, and so it's, it's really this ex- – it, it, it's, it's fully owning the experience. And, it, and when you fully own that, it causes you to be present. You then fully get to own yourself and your own responsibility, well, and you get to know yourself. The, the more cynical side of it is why we live in a smart city now. Oh, my and God. And you don't need that silly map anymore because we've got that figured We're out gonna for you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. Which is, And, you know, yeah, isn't that another manifestation of comfort and convenience? We, I mean, I mean, what you're talking about. The, the guns, they need to take the guns away because then ta- I won't have to be responsible for that. What you're check actually, that off my list. What you're actually pointing to is the argument for socialism, right? Socialism is going to take care of all the things you need. Don't worry about that stuff, little girl, little right. boy. We're going to handle right. it, right? Yeah. What, what, what existed? Which, which then takes away our own individual personal responsibility, yeah. right. which takes away our own agency, our own freedom, right. our own ability right. to have a say in the way we want to live. Before the Russian Revolution, yeah. it was a Christian country, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. where, like it says in the Bible, you don't work, you don't eat, yeah. right? And so based on the upsets of, I don't want to get into the complexities of all this mm-hmm. for the moment, but let's just say... Yeah. What was one of the first things that the communist revolution did? They outlawed Christianity. Yeah. Because we don't want, you know, we don't want you thinking independently. We yeah. want you thinking collectively. Yeah. And the reason why we want you thinking collectively is because, well, by gosh, there's an advantage to us for you thinking collectively. Well, of course. I mean, really? Well, it gets into centralization. Absolutely. You know? And then so, it's just a few guys that are in charge. Right. So it, leave it up to us, kids. Right. And I don't mean to take it into the weeds like that. Right. What I, what I do want to continue to stress and i think i'm this is the stand that you and i have for the show is that people understand hey don't feel uncomfortable having six months of food in your basement really don't feel uncomfortable with you actually understanding how to defend yourself if you had to don't feel uncomfortable by the fact that even though you may have money and you've got some power for yourself that you're not physically fit Mm-hmm. You know, 
you're going to have to take, you're going to have to, you know, one could say, Mike, that mm-hmm. our current milieu or our current environment of where people think they're in, because what comes from comfort and convenience is entitlement. Yeah. Right? No, it, it ultimately, yeah. Well. That's that where the entitlement really comes from? It could get into there. So anyway, we got two minutes. How do you want to wrap this up? Well, uh, how I'd like to start wrapping it up is if you out there are listening and you'd like to hear more of this, we'd like to hear from you. So Mike's email is mike at intothegapmedia.com and mine is bob at intothegapmedia.com. And we can start there without giving our cell phone number out. You can also reach out to the show and call into the show, and there are people here that will take messages for you. You can also remember this number, 877-711-5611, and you could join the conversation. You can also listen to our podcast. You can listen to our podcast. You could consider strongly that if you identify with the First, Second Amendments and that you believe that the country needs to maintain itself as a constitutional republic, we believe that you would be a great partner with us in sponsoring the show well and just continue listening to the show and and you know spreading the word man and you know sometimes i i get concerned when we talk about you know the constitutional republic and stuff like that that to have have people think that it's political it's really it's really beyond political it's really about personal responsibility it's about natural law and it's about about, personal freedom yeah it's about living your life to the fullest of your ability. That's really yeah, what the show is about. But freedom and liberty, ultimately. That's really that's, that's really, really why we're here. And having fun. Yeah. You know? When so. the when the uh when the angelic conflict went <laughs> in the opposite direction, freedom and liberty, I would argue, it, take, it took a big hit. Yeah. So, so anyway, man. We're thank, done. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 